Have you shopped for groceries this week? Bought gas? Literally everything costs more. But there is one way to protect your budget and stay ahead of surprise bills. American Home Shield. They help pay when covered parts of home systems and appliances like your fridge, AC, and water heater break down. With three coverage options and easy monthly payments, there's a plan and price that's right for you. Right now, save $50 when you join American Home Shield. Visit ahs.com music or tap the banner to learn more. Service fees, limitations, and exclusions apply. See plan for details. Everyone is howling about Paws of Fury. It's the most fun comedy of the summer. I am your father. What? No, I'm not. <laughs> Michael Sarah. It's showtime. And Samuel L. Jackson. What the motherfucker kind of spaniel's going on here? Paws of Fury. Only in theaters this Friday. Ready PG. And welcome back to the X Zone, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the X Zone comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, right here on the X Zone Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and on Simul TV. Now, if you'd like to uh, check out the programming we have available for you, 724-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. And for the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV, just go to www.simultv.com and in the search engine on the main page, just type in Exxon. My guest this hour, Exonation, is Dr. David Gruder. He is a 12 award-winning, best-selling clinical and organizational development psychologist and professional truthmaker. Truthmaker or troublemaker? I'm not sure about that yet. Uh, whose mission is to integrate self-development, business success, and sociological and so soci whoa, societal uh, well-being to uh, build a thriving future. Joining me now is Dr. David Gruder. And David, welcome back to the Exon. Nice talking to you. Tonight, I need a psychologist. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure, as always, to be back with you, and definitely troublemaker, not truthmaker. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I've, I've known you all over the many years, and uh, you know, you're one of the very few people that find the truth, no matter where it's buried, because you help people to use the truth to better their lives. Mm. Did I get Thank my, you. Did I get myself out of that one? You got yourself out of that one beautifully, <laughs> and yes, I I try, instead of making truth, I mm -hmm. try to uncover truth. Right. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what have you been up to since last you and I talked? Oh, an awful lot of things. Uh, I've uh, launched a podcast. Excellent. And I've launched a societal repair initiative that mm -hmm. I think we'll be talking a little bit about tonight. Right. And uh, I just have my fingers in a, in a lot of different projects. Uh, I continue to do keynotes and give training programs, and I work with businesses that are going through mergers and acquisitions as a, uh, as a psychologist assisting with the psychological dimensions of those things. Are there, I, you know, I've never thought about the psychological implications of today's society when it comes to mergers, acquisitions, and the financial field. Yeah, a lot of people haven't, and mm -hmm. yet it's built in. I mean, you know, uh, selling a business and, or buying a business is 
a, a major transition and a major upheaval for the seller, for the buyer, and for the personnel of the company that's being bought. You know, I would imagine that would also apply to people who are in uh, transition in, re in, in residential real estate as well. Yes, uh, absolutely. The, the applications, I mean, psychology mm -hmm. is one of those things where because of the ways in which it's acquired a negative reputation because of incompetence, right. uh, it's been X'd out, no no pun intended on mm -hmm. X-Zone, uh, but it's uh, it's been X'd out of, of uh, governance, it's been X'd out of business, it's been the wisdom that, that authentic psychology has to offer has been missing in ways that I think have been very harmful to businesses and to societies and to government. Does this... Uh does this time in our society really add, add gasoline to the fire that people are finding in their daily lives, and whether in their commercial lives or in their personal lives? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, tons of people are distressed by the divisiveness that we're experiencing, which for me is the most severe of my lifetime, even more severe than growing up in the 50s and 60s, especially the 60s, where there was a lot of divisiveness. But this is off the charts. That In fact, uh, the American Psychological Association conducts an annual survey on stress in America, and they find uh, have found that more than 6 in 10 Americans report that the current political climate is a significant stressor for them. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about that, uh, with, with everything being focused on the impeachment trial on television, reaching millions and millions of not only Americans, but people around the world. What kind of, what kind of outcome are we going to see, not right away, but in, in years to come, not on the political front, but on the personal front, the people who are watching, the people who are wondering about their futures? Yeah, uh, <laughs> It's a big unknown, and there are so many factors. Mm -hmm. People are wondering about their futures economically, yeah. uh, their futures in terms of jobs, uh, their futures in terms of their emotional safety in society, in a, in a divisive society, their future in terms of, of um, propaganda and uh, what I call media mind-jacking. Uh, these are things that are weighing on people's minds, yeah. and they don't know what the future is going to bring, but they're worried. With, you know, and who can blame them? I wouldn't want I to be in the them. financial industry these days, especially in the stock market, because you never, ever know from one minute to the next what is going to happen, who's going to say what, what the social medias are going to do, what the news medias are going to do. Yes, and the, and the market fluctuates mm -hmm. because of emotional issues, yeah. psychological things, you know, things that are developments uh, in the world that shouldn't affect economic status, but they do. David, uh, you've got uh, something new called, uh, let me see here, Repairing What Divides Us. Yes. Five Crucial Keys. What are they, David? And how did you come across this? Well, yeah, uh, the how did I come across part mm -hmm. is uh, it's it's a lifetime's worth of work. I, I grew up in a family where uh, where my, my dad was an attorney and his first love was constitutional law. Uh, and so I was kind of raised in that kind of climate from, from the beginning. Mm -hmm. But I also was very impacted as a teenager 
while the war in Vietnam was raging and in the United States, there was a huge amount of polarization between people who supported the war and people who opposed the war, including in the high school that I went to. And I finally got tired of it and felt like I needed to make a statement mm-hmm. uh, that was going to help bring these sides together into productive conversation. And so I came up with what I thought was a brilliant idea, and it wasn't, which was to come uh, come up with an armband that was a hybrid of the two armbands. The people who wore, uh, opposed the war wore white armbands, I'm sorry, wore black armbands, mm-hmm. and the people who supported the war wore, wore white armbands. So I created, I, my mom actually sewed, and so she created an armband that, was, that had one black strip and one white strip sewn together, and across them was written the word anti-polarization. So I go to school the first day that the armband is available, hoping to bring these folks together in dialogue, and I actually did succeed. Uh, The people who were for the war and against the war, they clustered around me, and they started hollering at at me the exact same message. You're a coward. You're refusing to take a stand. Uh, Why don't you finally take a stand? They were just yelling at me about this, and they were absolutely on the same page. So I brought them together Mm -hmm. in... Uh, in harmony with me as the fall guy. And that was the wake-up call for me that I needed to figure out ways to bring people together without making myself the sacrificial lamb in the process. But you see, as I understand it, David, you are actually face-to-face with these people. And in today's society, with the anonymity given because of the social media platforms, mm-hmm. how does that apply? Oh, it, it makes things much, much worse, because when we aren't face-to-face, mm-hmm. or at least video-to-video, sure. uh, there there is this uh, amazing ability not only to misunderstand what we mean, mm-hmm. because we're missing 85% of our cueing, which right. is visual, right, body yep. posture and tone of voice and things like that, um, vid- visual and auditory, but we're also able to be uncivil with each other because we can pretend like we're not talking to another human being. So we say horrible things to each other on social media that we ordinarily wouldn't do face-to-face. Hmm. David, you and I have to take our first commercial break. And Nation, our guest this hour is Dr. David Gruder. His website is fivegreattruths.org. That's five, the number five, greattruths.org. And this is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and our um, satellite uplink center and everything else that uh, the guys on the technical side do here in Niagara, Ontario. If you'd like to send me an email, it's exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On all social media sites, TV, And for the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net. I'll be back on the other side of this break with Dr. David Gruder as we continue. So whatever you do, don't go away because we're going to be coming back and talking to the good doctor about five great truths.
Welcome back, everyone. Dr. David Gruder is my special guest. His website is 5greattruths.org, and that's the number 5greattruths.org. You know, David, the last time you and I were on, Craig was reminding me that we were talking about bullying, electronic bullying, and how, you know, how the media was covering it, left, right, and center. Authors were coming out with great books about bullying. And, and now... You hardly hear about it. Now, I know for a fact that it hasn't gone away. You know for a fact it hasn't gone away. Yet, how come nobody's talking about it anymore? I think nobody's talking about it anymore because it's now become part of the societal spell mm. because bullying has been massively legitimized by political figures on both sides of the aisle. Uh, where they they use bullying mm -hmm. in order to try to get their way. And so when you have people in leadership roles who are doing bullying day in and day out, you end up legitimizing uh, in a society that it's okay to do bullying uh, in between everyday people. So it's it's hiding in plain sight, but because it's now rendered acceptable, allegedly, yeah. uh, people don't talk about it. It's like, uh, let's sweep it under the carpet. We know it's there, but what the heck? Everybody's doing it, so we might as well just uh, go along for the ride. Well, we'll yeah. pretend that it's now okay. Yeah, exactly. And you're right about the political arenas, because you see it every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy, David. Um, you first became interested in, in societal distress and well-being when you were a child growing up in the 1950s and 1960s. Now, it seems unusual for a child to become interested in this what happened? <laughs> well, I did say a little bit before our break about the armband yes. incident. Mm -hmm. uh, that's when I knew that I was transpartisan. I knew that by the time I was 16. Uh, but something happened much earlier when I was roughly seven years old yes. that, uh, that really impacted me in ways that I would never have known how to anticipate as a seven-year-old. And that was one... Uh, one holiday time, mm -hmm. um, actually, uh, we got a, a UNICEF New Year's card. UNICEF stands for Uni United Nations International Children's uh, Fund. Um, and uh, and the, the card had a message on it that went straight to the core of my being as a seven-year-old in which, uh, it, it a way, in a way that mm -hmm. I, I can't fully even explain to this day, but the messages... Mes uh, words were this, the greater peace will only come after the smaller peace we make with each other. Wow. And that resonated inside my seven-year-old heart and mind and spirit in a way where I never forgot it. And I, I felt like this is truth and I have to stand for this in some way in my life. Yeah, uh, I use the, the analogy that if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've, I've lived through that my entire life, trying to be a part of the solution. Now, um, you believe that people debating their positions is making, well, things worse rather than better. Now, if debating positions is making things worse, what's a better alternative then, David? <laughs> right. Great question. And the reason that debating is making things worse is that we're not doing debate anymore. We're doing toxic arguing. Mm. And it's, it's posing as though it's debating. And toxic argument prevents solutions instead of creating them. Uh, whereas 
in order to restore our capacity for productive problem solving, yes. uh, we the best pathway I have found is to reconnect mm -hmm. with the five foundational common sense nonpartisan principles that we're going to talk about that I believe guide sane decision making and constructive policy creation. All right. Well, what are those five uh, great truths, as you call them? Uh, well, I'll I'll name them, and then we can maybe unpack them one at a time. That sounds like a great plan. The first truth is about our higher personal purpose. The second is about government's higher purpose. The third is the, the higher purpose of standards, meaning policies and regulations. The fourth is the higher purpose of responsibility. And the fifth is the higher purpose of integrity. Well, let's go to the first one. The uh, first great truth is about higher personal purpose. What is that? Well, that's about the freedom to live our higher personal purpose that really unites all free societies. Mm -hmm. And that higher purpose is, uh, is what connects us in communities, countries, and as a planet. And it is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, if I use the wording of the United States Declaration of Independence. But it's a universal principle that, uh, that life, liberty, and, and the pursuit of happiness involves each of us having the personal freedom to determine what happiness is for us to the extent that it doesn't harm the common good. And I refer to this kind of freedom, this higher personal purpose, mm -hmm. as socially responsible self-dominion or self-sovereignty. Self-sovereignty, I like that. Because mm -hmm. that encompasses so much in such a small sentence. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is our higher per personal purpose, is to grow into healthy self-sovereignty that is, uh, is not narcissistic. Now, the second great truth is about the government's higher purpose. Tell us mm -hmm. about that. Right. Well, this is about, first of all, government and people who are elected in government mm -hmm. are mandated in any free society to be a servant to its citizens, not to themselves and not to special interests, but to their the citizens that they're elected to serve. Mm -hmm. And they're also, uh, they're also required to govern in, in a way that is, uh, is mindful of personal freedom and the common good. Uh, but the, the essence of government's higher purpose is captured by the famous words of Abraham Lincoln when he was president from his Gettysburg Address, of the people, by the people, and for the people. Not for special interests and not mm -hmm. for keeping elected officials in office because they think that's what serves themselves. Let me ask you this. The Declaration of Independence was written many years ago, in a society that is totally different than the society that we find ourselves in today. Has the Declaration of Independence, in your opinion as a psychologist, kept up with the times? Or does the, uh, does the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, which was also written so many years ago, keep us tethered to the past in a society that is totally outdated? It's a wonderful question you're asking. And the answer is actually built into what's supposed to happen 
in the highest levels of judicial systems, the Supreme Court of any country, mm-hmm. they they have uh, on on a well balanced Supreme Court. There are people who argue, uh, Supreme Court justices who argue on behalf of the the these documents being literal, and there are those on the Supreme Court who argue uh, in favor of the documents being evolutionary and needing to breathe and and evolve with the time. And in a sense, they're both right. There are universal principles and timeless principles that are embedded in those two documents and our understanding of how to implement those universal principles, by definition, must change over time. But the justices, in their supreme knowledge of the law, understand this. But the citizens, John Q. Public... They don't understand this part of it, and they have, they live the law day by day. And at times, this must be restraining them in their personal development. Everyone is howling about Paws of Fury. It's the most fun comedy of the summer. I am your father. What? No, I'm not. <laughs> Michael Sarah. It's showtime. And Samuel L. Jackson. What the mother, father, kind of spaniel's going on here? Paws of Fury. Only in theaters this Friday. Ready PG. As well as their understanding of their role in society. Mm-hmm. Well, when when you and I were growing up, or certainly when I was growing up, yep. and I want to find out if this was true for you, too. In school, we got graded in our, cor- our, our coursework and in, in subjects, and mm-hmm. we also got graded in citizenship. Exactly. And that disappeared. Mm-hmm. And so kids are growing up, not only, in my opinion, with limited ability to think things through right. and to be inoculated against uh, propaganda, being manipulated by propaganda, but they're also growing up with incredible ignorance about the underlying principles that keep societies thriving and healthy, healthy, and so they they listen to laws literally, or they disobey yep. laws without any regard for what the laws are are in place to preserve, and this ignorance is is really what's fueling the divisiveness. David, you and I have to uh, take our news break at the bottom of the hour. It's always such a great uh, pleasure talking to you, my friend. And Exonation, if you'd like to find out more about our guest this hour, the one and only Dr. David Gruder, visit his website, www.5greattruths.org. That's www.5greattruths.org. Just before we go to our commercial break, I'd like to remind everyone that you can find out all about the great programming we have available on the Exxon Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net and for the Exxon TV channel on TV. It's uh, www.simultv.com. Just go to the website, type in X-Zone in the search engine, and you'll be able to find everything about our programming that we have there as well, 24-7-365. This is the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell, and we are still coming to you from our broadcast center and studios all the way down in Niagara now. We left Hamilton about five months ago, and everything down here is just super. And I have to tell you something. One of these days, I'm going to do a show all about the great wing quest that my wife and I go on, looking for the very best wings in restaurants. And you know what? I think we found it. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away.
Welcome back, everyone. You know, you hear me talk about uh, Craig all the time during the show. Craig West is my producer, and the executive producer is the one and only beautiful lady of my life, Laura Rogers, who uh, works hard here in the studios and is doing a fantastic job on the renovations of our new home. I'm very proud of her. And uh, she's also the inspiration for the show, so give credit where credit is due. Speaking about giving credit due, the one and only Dr. David Gruder is our special, special guest this hour. His website is www.5greattruths.org. David, um, just going back to what we were talking about before we went to the break, is one of the truths that, um, you know, when you talk about the great truth uh, we were talking about is about government's higher purpose, should one of the great truths also be is about the educational system's higher purpose. Very much so. And that is related very much to, to the fourth truth. All right, and the fourth truth is... Well, we, do you want better, to go there first? No, I'd rather go, go through the third, third one, yeah. Which, I'm let's, sorry. Let's go to number three. Let's do it in okay. order. Number three. Yeah. So the third truth is, is about the higher purpose of standards, which is... Mm -hmm. Uh, in in a society, it's about the higher purpose of policies and regulations, and the the standard that's really set is captured in the beginning of uh, of constitutions of countries and organizations, mm -hmm. uh, and it's it's really a mission statement, but it's not labeled a mission statement. It's labeled a preamble. Whether we're talking about the U.S. Constitution or the preamble to the World Trade Organization's Constitution. Uh, it's, it's a mission statement and embedded in the, in the mission statement of free countries is this notion that government policies and regulations must navigate in good ways the positive tension between preserving individual freedom and promoting the common good. And I would go further uh, because I believe that embedded in the subtext of that is a mandate that governance policies must also navigate the positive tension between preserving national sovereignty and promoting the common good of the entirety of humanity and our planet. I, I agree with you, but how does that, how is that, that accomplished in such a complex society as we have today? Well, the, these truths, great question, these, these truths are a foundational framework out of which productive problem solving can occur. Mm -hmm. So when we're trying to create policies and regulations, if we forget or if our elected officials forget that those regulations need to take into account what preserves individual freedom with that regulation mm -hmm. and what promotes the common good with that regulation. If, if our elected officials are not living in that both and, if they're instead, as is the case today, living in an either or where it's, where it's all about personal freedom or it's all about the common right. good, that's 
crazy making. It's got to be both and, and without that frame of reference, sane regulations cannot be crafted, and that's why I think they're not being crafted. They've forgotten this. They've also forgotten that this is not a black and white world. It's a multicolored world, mm -hmm. and that when dealing with people, you just can't at times apply a black and white principle. Yep. Either or yep. thinking is what creates divisiveness and polarization. The fourth great truth is about the higher purpose of citizen and business responsibility. Explain. Exactly. And that's going to what you were asking about before. Mm -hmm. The higher purpose of citizens, businesses, and special interests is to create thriving communities, countries, and, and, and a planet. Right. Uh, and the idea here is if we don't understand what self-responsibility is and if we don't understand what social responsibility is again this is a both and rather yes. than an either or then we will not have a way of of pursuing life liberty and happiness in a good way it just won't happen and so this is what's not being taught in schools we're not being taught Kids are not being taught. Adults aren't being taught what self-responsibility really is. And adults are, and kids aren't being taught what authentic social responsibility is. And most importantly, they're not being taught how to live in tensions competence in the both and rather than the either or. Either or thinking is incredibly psychologically immature thinking, and it never leads to anything good. As you know, having grown up in the 50s and the 60s, like I did, I grew up in the 50s and the 60s, we were taught differently than the children are taught today. Mm -hmm. We were taught not only the academic subjects, but like you were saying, we were taught the sociological subjects as well. For example, in elementary school, you had uh, a health class in which you were taught about personal hygiene, you were taught about what to eat, what not to eat, you were there was much more social interaction that it was going on in the classroom and when i see what is happening in today's society where kids aren't even taught how to script right anymore mm -hmm. religion is not taught in the schools mm -hmm. they don't you know i believe well i know here when i was going to school you sang oh canada at the beginning of the class and you you said the lord's prayer all that has been taken away and i believe that that was part of how you learned to be a positive member of society. Now, whether you say the, the Lord's Prayer or whether you say whatever uh, religion that you believe in, acknowledging, well, the, the, uh, you know, the, the concept of religion is bringing together and living in a, in a peaceful way. You know, and the Ten Commandments, the greatest uh, law book that was ever written, in my opinion, it's not done anymore. Like, if, like, what's the sense of sending kids to school with an iPhone instead of the dime that, that my mother used to make sure I had in my pocket in case I had to make a phone call? You know, and, and instead, yes. of, instead of the family talking at supper time, everybody's texting. Kids don't go into play afterwards because they're on the TV boob tube playing yep. these, uh, these games where they teach them how to be criminals, for God's sake. Grand Theft Auto is just one example. <laughs> right. You know, so how do we turn the clock back in a society and a technological age that is going 500 miles an hour 
away from what I consider to be the right way? Or am I just too darn old? Mm, well, <laughs> we, you and I could make an argument for us both being too darn old, but <laughs> I don't think that's true because I think we are both awake baby boomers rather than asleep baby boomers. Yeah. And I don't think it's about turning the clock backward. I think it's about bringing forward what was of value and that got lost and applying those universal truths to our current circumstances. So uh, when, we, when we stop teaching ethics, when we stop teaching people how to think in terms of principles, underlying principles like these five great truths are, um, we're, we're asking for trouble as a society because then there are no standards and there is no code, right. and that is asking for anarchy and it's asking for narcissism. Um, at the same time, what, what you and I grew up with that's gotten lost is the true art of debate. If you'll remember back in school, when we were going to school, mm -hmm. We were given a premise for a debate, and we were divided into teams, yes. and halfway through the debate, the teams had to switch roles. So whoever was arguing in favor of the premise now had to argue just as cogently against it, and vice versa. And without that ability to see multiple perspectives and to find the grains of truth or the pebbles of truth and sometimes the boulders of truth in different perspectives, we cannot collaborate. All we will do is be coercive and divisive with each other. I love the fifth truth. The fifth great truth is about the higher purpose of integrity and truth-telling. Tell me yes. about that. Well, you know... The, this truth, this fifth truth is built into the integrity oath that people make when they step onto the witness stand mm -hmm. in court. And that's to tell the whole, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Not just a little bit of the truth, yeah. but all of the truth and, and not interwoven with spin. But in today's climate, where we're constantly bombarded by relentless mind-jacking propaganda, as I call it, from across the political and ideological and special interest spectrums, this standard of telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth must now be restored to far more than just our judicial system. It's got to be uh, where truth tell, ho telling whole truths and leaving nothing out and that aren't conta uh, contaminated by spin, that's got to be restored throughout all sectors of society. It's time for radically honest transparency by citizens, leaders, the media, educators, special interest advocates, and all three branches of government, except obviously and of course when matters of national security are legitimately at stake. David, stand by. You and I have to take our final break. Great conversation. Thanks so much for joining us. Exonation, mm -hmm. if you'd like more information about Dr. David Gruder, visit his website at www.5greattruths.org, and that's the number 5greattruths.org. And Dr. Gruder and I will be back as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon on the other side of this break from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada.
Welcome back. And before I get back to Dr. David Gruder, just a few of the programs that you can listen to seven days a week, 365 days of the year, 24 hours of the day, right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. We have Healing Within with uh, Patty Conklin, Cal's Corner with Cal Korf, uh, Too Good to Be True with Justina and Peter Marsh, A Different Perspective with Kevin Randall, uh, connecting with coincidence with my good friend, Dr. Bernie Bateman, M.D. Uh, let me see, Mission Evolution with Gwilda Wiaka. And they're just some of the programs that we have available for you. And like I said, totally, 100% with our compliments. Once again, Dr. Dave, Dr. David Gruder is my guest, www.5greattruths.org. And that's the number, 5greattruths.org. First of all, David, as always, thank you so very much for joining us. Uh, I love the new work that you've done, and um, especially number five seems to resonate as a, you know, as the one that people should really, should really think about and say, hey, what's the matter? How come, you know, the collective, whatever happened to the collective way of doing things in a positive manner? Yes. Where do we go from here, David? Where do we go from here? Well, you know, I I think where we go from here is is breaking up the lies mm-hmm. that are functioning as a spell in our society. Um, you know, uh, the, when when there's a spell that's that's underway, there are three steps to waking up. One is to recognize that we're under a spell, and we are. We're under a, a horrible spell right now of divisiveness and polarization and media mind jacking. So the first step is to recognize you're under a spell so you can start to wake up. The second is to understand the spell's anatomy clearly enough, the dynamics of the spell, to be able to recognize it when it's being used on you so that you can start to wise up to it. And the third is to embrace a replacement for the spell that you find far more compelling and effective than the spell will ever be mm-hmm. so that you can step up from surviving into thriving. How do we get everybody to change? Like, everybody has free will. Everyone knows or they should know what is right and what is wrong. If we're talking to people who really believe that they're doing it the right way, how do we... How do we how do we justify what we believe is right and what they believe are wrong? And how do we come to a happy medium? Mm. Right. Well, the key to that is moving from positions mm-hmm. to intentions. People get really locked into taking a stance on things. And the stance is basically... I'm right about how wrong you are. Mm. And if we ask a simple question, we can get beyond that. And the simple question is, when somebody is, is taking a position about a solution that, should, uh, that they think should occur, what we have to do is we have to ask them, what do you hope to gain from that, what you, what positive outcome do you hope will occur as a result of that proposed solution? And not in an accusatory way, in a way that's all about an authentic desire to learn. 
That's what we're missing in our society. Instead, we have these big arm uh, arm wrestling matches over, I'm right, no, I'm right, no, I'm right. And it's all about positions. It's never about underlying intentions or principles. That's what has to change. So how do you how do you how do you propose we do this? Well, part of the free responsibility initiative that mm-hmm. the five great truths is connected to, free responsibility being a blend of the word responsibility and freedom because freedom without responsibility is narcissism and responsibility without freedom is tyranny. We've got to have both. Part of that training that I do that I provide for free inside of this uh, social societal repair uh, resource, the f- fivegreattruths.org resource of mm-hmm. mine, is training in what I call the, the reconciliation roadmap, which is a step-by-step skills-building procedure for helping people get beyond positions to core concerns and core intentions so that they can start discovering together solutions that actually integrate everyone's core concerns and core intentions so that the solutions are integrative and comprehensive rather than one-sided and exclusionary. But uh, but uh, in my opinion, this would, this would require a total refit of society. Well, that's what I'm advocating, a total refit of society. Do you really that's think, exactly what I'm advocating. Do you really think that can be accomplished? When I look at the alternative, Mm -hmm. which is that we will continue to deteriorate into greater and greater amounts of societal divisiveness, political polarization, and media mind jacking, I don't think we have a choice. The only choice we have is how bad are things going to need to deteriorate before the wake-up call is loud enough to do the refit. Well, let's take a look at global warming and climate change. Mm Mm-hmm. The majority of people do not believe it's happening, and yet they're looking at the evidence each and every day. So if they cannot see what is happening right in front of them, David, how are we going to get the concept of a change in society to the magnitude of which you're talking about? Well, what you're pointing to is perfect, because the reason that they can't see what's in front of them is Mm -hmm. because they have been taught how not to think. And so we have to reinstall critical thinking mm-hmm. and at a level that's uh, that's far greater than has ever been ne- uh, needed before because of the internet and and social media where we have to we have to train people in how to be propaganda proofed because until that clarity happens uh, at least on the part of decision makers and elected officials and leaders uh, we're we're not going to have sane and rational policies in society. Okay, I under I understand that fully, and I, and I appreciate that, and I agree with that. However, there are people our age and beyond who nothing you do will ever change. Yes. Nothing. Nothing. Yes. Okay, and then the young children, in my opinion, should be taught this in school before give them the tools to use as they're growing up so they can make the proper decisions based on fact instead of fiction. And then, in my opinion, the media should be held responsible for the garbage and the crap that they put out there so that people with the inability to understand what is 
fake news and what is real, you know, it's, 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 it's right across, across the spectrum. Plus, then you've got the, the Internet with, with the big people like Facebook who just put anything up there, any ad up there, as long as they get money. So what do we do? Yes. How do we change, like to change society to the extent that I agree should be done, David? Man, you've, you've got a lot of work uh, on your hands, buddy. My free responsibility initiative lays the groundwork for that. But uh, beyond, beyond my initiative, the, the key here is the same key to any kind of marketing campaign. When you're marketing a new anything, right. in this case, a, a refit of society, you always start with the early adopters. You don't start with the intransigent. You start with the early adopters. The early adopters then bring on board the middle adopters. And in the end, the late adopters either get with the program or they get disenfranchised. So it's not about starting by trying to convert everybody into being able to think right. clearly again. It's starting with the early adopters. But looking at it from a, a conspiracy point of view, mm -hmm. if the powers to be get wind of what you're trying to do, basically change society, and then by changing society, you're changing the government and the system that's already in place. Doesn't that kind of put you into a bit of a, into a sticky situation? Well, it could, mm -hmm. uh, although my narrative is a unifying narrative rather than a finger-pointing narrative. Right. And that's what's saved me up until now. Um, at the same time, I'm very well aware that by by rocking the boat, I could put myself at some level of risk. But, you know, I, I'm willing to take that risk because this is too important for me to stay silent about. Uh, it's part of my mission to uh, to help with, uh, do my part in right. helping societal repair occur. I just hope that people don't misunderstand what you're trying to do and call you an alarmist or a, face, or a fake prophet. Well, I'm certainly not trying to be anybody's prophet. I'm, I'm trying to uh, offer concrete step-by-step -step solutions yeah. to those who are looking for solutions, not to those who are not. David, you and I have to say so long for tonight. I want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I love where you're going with this, and you and I will talk in the very near future. We'll talk about conspiracies another time. All right. Until then, take care of yourself, David. Always great talking to you. And Nation. if you'd like to find out more about this uh, gentleman's hard work, dedication. And he's really a nice guy off, uh, you know, off air as well. His website is www.5greattruths.org. And that's the number 5greattruths.org. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Everyone is howling about Paws of Fury. It's the most fun comedy of the summer. I am your father. What? No, I'm not. <laughs> Michael Sarah. It's showtime. And Samuel L. Jackson. What the mother father kind of spaniel's going on here? Pause of Fury. Only in theaters this Friday. Ready PG.